0: why does my team suck so much he he's no Todd girl
1: my 98 moves are paying off
0: he's, he's so soft and delicate i want to touch him <laughs> i don't know like he just goes like oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> one time in the shower i guess it's hard to figure out exactly when to drop these fools
2: the i hate fantasy football podcast starts now
0: hello everyone thanks for joining us today week six I'm your host, Alvaro Obregón, and with me today are our league's 2014 champ, Hansel Leal, and our 2012 and current champion, Mr. Juaner Teco but we know him as Tech. Hey guys,
1: how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty What's well. I'm out? just here so I can uh, reverse the curse. It's hard to be cursed when you're holding the champion's trophy.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to reverse the curse from the uh, the week 1 slash 2 podcast. Ever since that uh that episode, my team has not looked so good. <laughs> Looks like anyone named Juan
1: in this league is just destined for failure. It's
2: it's a bad name to have in this league, yeah. I don't know, uh, there's only there's two Juans in the league and there's, what, there's three trophies among us? <laughs> <laughs> so uh Tech was with us the first
0: week, the first week of the podcast, and yeah, he's been on a bad, a bit of a bad streak since then. So like he said, he's trying to reverse his luck. And Hansel was on a bit of a downtrend, but he just he was able to pull out a win this past week. I guess uh, these guys are facing each other this week. It would have been a lot more interesting <laughs> if you guys were both one and four, but still an interesting matchup. I know uh, Tech, are you feeling desperate for a win?
2: Uh, I mean, I always I always think back to uh, what was it, like three three years ago when I started zero and six, and I was maybe like two two wins away from a uh, from the playoffs. And I think this season is looking, uh, in terms of like the standings and how everybody's doing against each other, it's looking like the same. Like maybe uh, six or seven wins, you can sneak in uh, as a sixth seed into the playoffs. So, of course, I want to win. I'm one and four. I need wins before it's too late. But yeah, I'm keeping hope alive for my for my team. Yeah. So the way our
0: league works is uh, we're a ten person league, and the top six. If you're in the top six, you're safe. You're going into the playoffs. Playing for the championship, Uh, but if you're in the bottom four, then there's a chance you're gonna uh, end up with our losers' trophy, which isn't as um, as regal. (laughs) So yeah, the way I see it is, anytime you're in the bottom four, you're trying to claw yourself out of that spot just because you you don't want to risk you don't want to have that risk of being able to uh, be in that position. That's coming from experience. All right, guys. So let's uh, kick it off with a week five recap. Start off with uh, highlighting some of the impressive performances. Um, I'll I'll start it off by calling attention to the guys who got me a W this week. Uh, First off, Leonard Fournette. I mean, another impressive performance. 28 carries, 181 yards. 90 of those were for a touchdown. And another touchdown. So two touchdowns, one of which was a 90-yard touchdown. And Jags D, also Jacksonville, with five interceptions, two pick sixes. And uh, that defense started to look pretty elite. One of the top defenses that you can have. I got pretty lucky picking them up a couple weeks ago. And last but not least, the cherry on top for me. Deshaun Watson, second straight week with five touchdowns, 261 yards. That guy looks like the real deal. And I was pretty happy about being able to pull him off the waiver wire for a pretty minimal amount.
2: And he broke my heart this, uh, this Sunday. Deshaun I had, Watson? I had, oh, I had a chance to beat Armando and then uh, Watson. The, the thing wasn't – it wasn't like – if, if you look back at it, Hopkins, four catches, three of them for touchdowns. Uh, Fuller, two catches, two touchdowns. And all of them were pretty much jump balls for Watson. So yeah. I, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Got put out
0: there, yeah. Uh, last but not least, I am also going to highlight a disappointing performance. And this is the guy that was on the receiving end of that impressive Jacksonville D uh, output, Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, for zero touchdowns, five interceptions. Yeah, he just doesn't look good this season. So that's actually why I picked up Deshaun Watson. I didn't trust him against Jags D, and unfortunately for him,
1: I was right. I mean, his comments are pretty concerning. He sounds like someone who's days
2: away from retirement. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, mean, I think, yeah, I think uh, thinking around the league is once you're thinking about retirement, you're retired <laughs> that's true that's yeah, you kind of
0: mentally check out it's a good point
2: but yeah he's no Brett
1: Favre they could just take a break <laughs> decide to come back yeah or maybe well, he is well, I don't know
0: we'll see if he's able I'm gonna him. Well.
1: I'm a big Ben fan I hope uh,
0: well there's I hope a he little does
1: whatever he has to do to get that confidence back up
0: there's a little bit of selfishness there isn't there <laughs> it has oh has yeah Antonio Brown I need someone team. who
1: can feed Brown <laughs> But yeah, first pick can't let him uh can't let him turn into a major bust just cuz of the QB situation.
0: Yeah, wasn't it a couple of, was it last season? A couple of seasons ago when uh, Big Ben in went the down. And past two seasons. And Antonio Brown's output just took a huge dip. The main thing is if you have Big Ben on your team, then I think you're safe in dropping him. I wouldn't want to be in that situation where I'm going to wait for him to come back out of this uh i'm pretty sure there's better options out there on the waiver wire we'll get into that later in the show Uh, but yeah you don't want to stick around waiting for him to pick it up
2: Uh, how about you tech
0: who do you want to highlight
2: huh well i'll stick to my team uh i want to highlight carson Wentz. (laughs) glad he uh even though i didn't get a win uh he's been holding it down for me now I lost Mariota with his hamstring injury for this game. I don't know if he'll come back next week, but um, and, and he either way, Titans play Monday night, so I don't know if I can wait that long. But Carson Wentz, yeah, another three hundred uh, plus yard game. He had four touchdowns. On uh, the flip side is uh, I have Alshon Jeffrey, and none of those touchdowns went to Alshon Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Jeffrey's only saw uh, about three targets, or, or three. He got three catches for like thirty something yards, and um. The bad thing about Alshon Jeffrey this season is the first four games he's been going against uh, top corners. Right, he's 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 had to go against uh, Josh Norman, uh, Casey defense, Janoris Jenkins, uh, Casey Hay- Hayward, and his last matchup against Peterson. Uh, so hopefully, he turns it around. But yeah, he Jeffrey's been pretty disappointing. Uh, no difference this this week. And then uh, another guy I want to highlight as a positive is uh, Aaron Jones, who I ended up picking up on the waiver wires. Initially, my thought wasn't even to start him. I actually, I actually picked him up just to block Armando from picking him up since Armando <laughs> had the I was like, I'll just leave Aaron Jones on the bench, right? But I don't know. I saw reports he's going to start and just took a chance against Dallas defense. And, I mean, he had, what, 19 carries, 125 yards, and a touchdown. And he looked, he looked like a true running back out there. And um, they trusted him in the fourth quarter on that comeback uh, drive. You know, I don't know if Green Bay had any timeouts, but I mean, to you're trying to make a comeback on the last drive with less than a minute left, and they they allowed Aaron Jones to run the ball, and he he ran it for I think 20, 22 yards, ran out bounds. You know, kept the drive alive, stopped the clock. So he's looking, looking pretty good. Hopefully, uh, Ty Montgomery still needs a week or two to come back, and I can put uh, Aaron Jones to a little. For another couple of weeks, I can start him. And then going away from my team, I want to highlight Todd Gurley. Mm. Well, I, I thought he was going to have a, a really good game. He was going against the Seahawks defense, who I think prior to the game against the Rams, they were allowing five yards to carry. Um, but Todd Gurley, he turned 14 carries into 43 yards. And I mean, he didn't, he, didn't, he, he didn't do much out there. I don't know if the Seahawks defense was, they just. Um, turn it around and, and not looking better But I mean they were able to stop the Todd Gurley Yeah he looked a lot like the Todd Gurley Of last year, the bad games he had last
0: year I mean It might have been that just uh, Seattle focused on him Said this is their main guy, let's take him out And they really stepped it up against them But uh, we'll see what happens I mean so far this season He's looked pretty promising uh, Pretty good bounce back year so far from last season and I do like the Aaron Jones pickup. Uh, he looked really good. I know uh, from watching the game. I'm not sure how many his, uh, how much his average was yards per carry, but uh, it looked like it was getting a lot. And uh, the usage is definitely there. That's yeah, like on the pickup. season
2: he's actually a uh, 5.4 uh, yards per carry, and he, so he's he's only ran the ball 32 times this season. Nice. Ty Montgomery has run it 46 times, 14 more times. But Aaron Jones actually has 20 more yards than Tamba Herring. So 174 crazy. to 152. Yeah, so the so. carries
0: will be there. We'll keep using him, and I'm pretty sure he's earned more. And how about you, Hansel?
1: I want to start off by highlighting someone that I was hoping would just stay real quiet this week, Jarek McKinnon. This guy <laughs> outsnapped the crap out of Latavius Murray, outperformed him in so many ways. Although, I don't think he could really do that without Latavius Murray sharing this whole running back situation. You know, I've had McKinnon in years past, you know, back uh, when the whole AP situation was going on, and he's just not the kind of guy that could just carry the team on his back. He's he's a smaller back. He's a pass-catching back. He's more like in an Andre Ellington situation where he, he needs the main guy to really carry the load, and... And you know, just change up the pace every now and again. So yeah, oh man, I'm hoping uh I'm hoping Murray picks, you know, starts picking up the slack, starts showing off, you know, what what they're paying him for. I'm thinking McKinnon's probably gonna come back down over the next couple weeks, but you never know, you know. It's uh, it's gonna be a lot of checkdowns in that uh in that Minnesota offense, you know, lots of uh. Lots of those clutch situations, trying to manage the clock at the end of the game, trying to come back, so we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody else I want to highlight, as far as a dud, pretty much uh, Tech's entire team. (laughs) I mean, it was a pretty embarrassing performance out of all all three wide receivers, both of his running backs and his tight end. Neither of them really broke seven or eight points, so that was – I mean, let let me just say some of these names here, you know, for people who don't know. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Jordy Nelson under 10 points, John Brown, 5.4 points. This is half PPR. We're talking DeMarco Murray, Ingram with only zero points. So, real tough week for Tech. I'm playing him this week, feeling pretty good about that. (laughs) Uh, We'll just – We'll just have to see how it goes.
0: That's a later segment, man.
2: Forming
0: <laughs> it up. <laughs> uh, those are good good players to highlight. Uh,
2: now let's talk about some of the big injuries that happened this week. Um, well, before before going to that, I do want to highlight another disappointment. Trying kind of okay. to go into that segment. Evan Ingram. <laughs> the, only, the last standing – I'll call him a receiver. The last standing receiver yeah. on the Giants versus the Chargers. Four targets. Zero catches. <laughs> okay, zero, zero points. Yeah, <laughs> the only receiver out there.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a nice segue actually to the next segment where I was I gonna wonder, start off. I
1: mean, what is the Giants' strategy <laughs> at this point? You know, they can't run it, they can't throw it. I mean, do they just call it quits until next season? Just try to just, just lose uh, as many games so they can get a good draft pick? I mean, what is going on with these guys? That's a good question.
0: I have no idea. I mean, they lost ODB. They lost Marshall. Uh, Shepard, I think, is uh, just day-to-day, right? Yeah, he might be back. But, I mean, they have no receivers. Uh, You need someone like Engram to step up, and I know Tech is hoping that'll happen, but I just just don't see that offense flowing, uh, especially with all these injuries that just happened. If you have Eli Manning, I don't know that you can trust Eli Manning with the current situation. Uh yeah, I really I don't, don't
1: know. know. If I don't trust Eli Manning really.
0: <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Uh some other ones we had were the or Matthew Stafford, another QB that went down. I actually don't know the extent of his injury though.
1: Yeah, I definitely wasn't watching that game this week, so I
0: think it was a leg injury. Uh it didn't seem too severe. But uh, I think it's the type of thing where you're nervous if you have Matthew Stafford. If he's your only QB, then you're probably hitting the waiver wire looking for somebody. We'll get into that later. Really, if
1: you have Matthew Stafford as your only QB, what are you doing? (laughs) You need to to back him up somehow. I mean, come on.
0: Well, hopefully this person has uh, stronger positions somewhere else. Uh, Another guy that went down, Bilal Powell. For the Jets?
1: I don't know. That that one doesn't seem that serious to me. Seems more of a precautionary measure. I mean, the Jets are really hurting at running back. Although, Matt Forte really only has a toe injury, which, come on, this is the NFL guy. You, you know, you're going to miss a week of practice because your toe hurts. I mean. You still have him? I don't know about that. Yeah, he's still on my team for name reasons only. I, I don't see myself starting him until he gets over 10 points.
0: Well, this might be your, your chance if Bilal doesn't start.
1: <laughs> Wait, well, is Forte playing? No, nah, I think uh, they're going with McGuire.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. And Cadet, right? And Cadet. <laughs> Cadet. <laughs> the <Arthur> waiver? <laughs> I
1: don't know, man. Cadet, he's he's a total sleeper right there.
2: Uh, so
0: some of the other guys, Charles Clay, who uh, was looking really promising. I, I felt like I finally found a tight end. And now he went down with a knee injury. It looks like he's going to, he had a knee scope done. He's probably going to be out multiple weeks. Gronk, who we all thought was going to play, and just a few hours before the game, uh, that changed.
1: That's the worst. I mean, what are you going to do hours before the game? You know, especially if he's your only tight end. That's just, that's a real shame. Who's got him? Dixie? Dixie, yeah. But that's why
0: I, I don't, I just can't trust getting someone like Gronk in the first round. He has a bad inju- had bad history with injuries. You know stuff like this is going to happen and to to burn your first round pick on him, that's hard.
1: Definitely paying a major price. I mean, tight end just seems like too much. It, it, it's too hit or miss, you mm-hmm. know, like the the tight end position in general in the NFL just seems so underused. I mean, they're they're glorified blockers really with just in very situational you know positions where like occasionally you'll never see the amount of targets on a tight end that you see on a wide receiver so yeah I can't agree with taking them first round ever really I mean anytime Jimmy Graham or Rob Gronkowski has come off the board you know in years past including this one I've just I've always disagreed with that move
2: yeah well, I mean, recently, yeah, that's been the trend. But I mean, when when Gronk and Reed and and Olson and uh, Graham were at their peak, I mean, everybody was jumping on them. If you don't, if you don't have one of those four guys, your tight end position is going to suffer, right? Yeah, and that, that's pretty much why our league we went to. Uh, we, we added the flex. Uh, we had a tight end position to the flex because there was there was a few good tight ends you can pair up. Uh, one at the tight end position one at the flex, but uh, past this year and last year, I mean. Reed going down, Gronk was going down, um, even Olsen. um, All these guys just, there's no top tier, I guess. It's just all jumbled up together, all all the tight ends. Yeah, and speaking of
0: top tier, the only, I mean, really the only two guys left are Gronk and Kelsey, and both of them went
2: down. Kelsey's the other guy who went down this week uh, with a concussion. But he he looks like he might return next week. Uh, He was actually supposed to return to the game, but I think in the 10th, they had him do some memory tests and he passed the memory test in the tent. Uh, but when he went onto the field, he just forgot. He just forgot everything. <laughs> so that's when they <laughs> took him out of the game. That's okay. So, I mean, he,
1: he to... That was probably a good call. You know, yeah, you hopefully. don't want him getting all scrambled and
2: ended up you know, in a bad like this situation to having go. to replace him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and last but, but not but least. Oh, sorry. If Devontae
2: okay. Adams taught us anything, you can get hit really hard, oh. get set on a oh, stretcher, man. and then score two touchdowns the next game. Thank you for
0: reminding me. I didn't bring up Devontae Adams last week, and, uh, man, that hit was brutal. Uh, and I did not think he was going to make it back this week. And he comes back this week, and he gets me two touchdowns. That's he a still beast. Be Jordy. <laughs> well, Jordy was out on that last one. Uh, was he injured or something,
2: or were they just going with the game flow? I mean, <laughs> game flow. You never <laughs> take out Jordy on, on the comeback drive. No, they they said. I mean, they try to keep it quiet, but um, uh, I mean, there's some reports that are coming out that it was like a hamstring issue. Hmm. Um, and I guess they trusted the rest of their players enough that they can leave Jordy out and just play the next game with him. I, I don't I don't know what the what the thinking was, but All right. a couple more guys. I just. Remember, another guy I wanted to highlight here,
0: uh, Stephon Diggs. Mm. He's been a breakout this season, uh, went down with a groin injury. I don't like groin injuries because those are the type of things that linger.
1: They really linger. Stephon Diggs is the kind of player that you only want him on your team when he's healthy. Yeah. You know, anytime there's any minor injury, you know, just anywhere in in his leg, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect him. Mm-hmm. You know, I would expect a huge reduction in Stephon Diggs over the next couple weeks, especially if he doesn't take, you know, a week or two off to rest that hamstring.
0: Yeah, it's a guy that definitely depends on his speed. So something that's going to hamper him like that, that's going to be hard to trust going forward. And last but not least, I wanted to bring up J.J. Watt, who uh, is out for the season. That's probably going to be a big hit to the Texans.
1: Luckily, their offense... uh seems unstoppable at this point. So
0: uh I
2: could thank Deshaun Watson for that. <laughs> you just need six catches. And <laughs> again like That six so is he just needs six passes out there. Yeah, that's
0: all he needs to do. Just throw it up in the air. Somebody will catch it.
2: I will
1: say from from what I've seen in those games, Deshaun Watson seems like the truth. Mm-hmm. He he seems here to stay. You know, it's uh, there's always a question mark when a rookie blows up like that. You know, in a game or even two games in a row, you just don't know. You know what they're really uh, capable of. But I, I, I really like uh, you know watching him just control the game. He's he's a real uh, he's real smart about when he runs. You know who he throws to. Um, he, he's got a quarterback knowledge that you know I expect from. From a seasoner, and so it'll be really nice to see uh, how his season wraps up.
0: Yeah, definitely, that's something to keep watching. And now I want to offer some advice for maybe some of you that are newer to fantasy football. You know, maybe you've been cruising through the season so far. Uh, you've gotten lucky, haven't had any big injuries. I want to congratulate you. That's awesome. But don't think that it won't happen to you. <laughs> uh, seriously uh, the way I see it is you can never sleep on the waiver wire don't take it for granted uh, fantasy football is a lot of luck but what you can control is you know putting yourself in the best position to get lucky uh, so there's there's some strategy to it and I think using the waiver wire is a big part of that so if you've had luck up to now and you say, okay, I'm, I'm good. I just got to keep putting out this same team out there. Well, uh, ask yourself, especially with bye weeks coming up, look at your bench and say, do I trust these guys in a pinch? Is there anyone that I could stick into this position? Do I have a wide receiver I can plug in one week and trust him to get me some points? If the answer is no, then I'm pretty sure there's someone out there that you can try and get. And if it's not for... It, it, maybe it is the case where... Your team is, is stacked and you don't need anybody. But maybe there's somebody that just went down on somebody else's team and like Tech said earlier, he picked up Aaron Jones just to block Armando from getting him. So you could do something like that. I mean it's part of the strategy and that's I think that's what it
2: takes for you to win your league. Uh, what do you guys have to say about that? Yeah, I think uh I think it was two seasons ago where Paulo was having a really good season. He was like top he was like second place and I noticed that he did not make any moves and there was a couple players on the bench that he could have dropped for for a couple players he could have picked up on the waiver wire Uh, but he didn't make any moves and then I think that was the the season he had uh, James Jones and like a couple of his players that were looking good in the beginning of the season just started dropping production and then towards the end of the season uh, he didn't have any good players that he could have maybe picked up on the waiver wire later on Um, and so he didn't. He didn't. You know, he didn't have a really good finish there. And then one thing last season, even though I thought I, I drafted pretty well and had a pretty good team to start off with, I was always, always trying, trying to find somebody on the waiver wire. You know, I kept up on Jordan Howard when he was the, the second string, maybe even the third string at that point. And I just went off a, a off a report saying that he might get more carries. And I, I, I don't know who I dropped for him, but I dropped somebody I had on the bench, picked him up. And then next week or the two weeks after that, he becomes a starter, becomes a really good player. So, I mean, there's always there's always room to uh, to improve. There's always one or two players which you know might not look like a good pickup, but an injury or two, mm-hmm. you know, they may become uh, RB one or receiver one or, or top top receiver or top player that will push you over and, and help you become a champion.
1: Yeah, my uh, my position on that uh, with the waiver wire. I mean, my story this year. I think it was around week two. I uh, I took a hard look at my bench, and uh, I didn't trust any of those guys. I was like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get cut happy, and I'm just gonna start dropping some guys that I think I, I gotta I gotta start trimming some of this fat." <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, you know, I made some moves I didn't have to do. I ended up actually dropping Bilal Powell. Oh man! In week one or two. Which, uh, you know, if you want to talk about, like, sneaky waiver wire move of the year, I would have to give that to Dixie for picking up Bilal Powell after I dropped him. Because, really, if I still had Bilal Powell on me in the past two weeks, I probably would have beaten Alex and... You know, I probably I probably would have come out with some Ws there because I was definitely in a running back pinch after Matt Forte went down. You mm-hmm. know, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. Keep your handcuffs. Keep, you know, those players stashed. Like, even if they're not starting, like, if they have potential to start, they're, they're good enough to keep on your bench. I mean, there are so many handcuffs that in, you know, leagues where people don't really know what they're doing or, you know, they're just not really – on top of their bench, they'll just leave these guys out on, you know, as free agents. You know, just these backups, just starting stud running backs or the fill-ins to these wide receivers that get injured. You know, so even though they're not proven, even though they have maybe potential, I would say take a risk on these guys, keep them on your bench, see what happens after a game. At the very least, if you're not going to start him and he is startable. Trade him away. I mean, that's what Dixie did when he picked up Blal Powell. He definitely got some value for him after that one week he blew up. I mean, talk about trading, uh, you know, selling high <laughs> on that one. I mean, what, what what did he get out of that trade? It was like Blal Powell and I don't know. I think Pablo got screwed on that one, to be <laughs> honest. But
0: I'd have to go back and check. Yeah, funches. Well, funches? That's right. Like, that's come right. On. Yeah, it was Funches. Yeah, gave up, uh, yeah Dixie gave up. Uh, Baldwin. Uh Baldwin and Funches for Bilal Powell. Or do I have it the other way around? No, Dixie got funches, right? So it was uh Doug Baldwin and Funches for Powell. Yeah, he got
1: Funches Baldwin for Powell, Pryor, and Macklin. Yeah, there you go. So he's definitely trading up there, you know, he's he's trading depth for skill. And, and uh, that's what you got to do if you want to win. But I don't know, man. I think uh, Pablo definitely came out on the losing side of that deal.
0: And some people might hear that and say, oh, but he's he's losing running back talent. But no, Dixie has um, Dixie has Kareem Hunt and Ezekiel Elliott on his team. So, no, uh, Doug Baldwin. Oh, man,
1: now He's dumping his entire budget on Adrian Peterson. Let's <laughs>
0: see how that goes. Yeah, that, that'll that be interesting to see. So, we hope you appreciate our PSA. Do pay attention to the waiver wire. Look at rankings. Stay on track of your team. Even if you're doing well, things will change in a week, seriously. But, yeah, that now that brings me into your bold move, Hansel, on Latavius Murray. <laughs> so, you actually dropped all of your FOB money on Latavius Murray. Uh, can, can you get this? To. I've,
1: been, I've been struggling. You know, it's no secret. I've been struggling using Lamar Miller as my RB1. Uh, and then just at RB2, just trying to stream in anybody I could find. I mean, I think I've started CJ2K. I've started Rob Kelly. I've started so many guys that just big old question marks. So I, I needed to do something bold. Once I saw Dalvin Cook go down, I knew, hey, man, Minnesota, they're going to need a main guy. They're going to need a big guy. I don't think McKinnon's going to cut it. I've had him in years past. You know, he's he, hes a small dude. If you depend on him to be your three down back, you know, your bell cow, I don't think he can perform as well as he does as a change of pace. It's, it's just a matter of what the defense is expecting. Are they expecting someone who's going to try to, like, you know, break through whatever hole gets made by that offensive line, or do you have a guy that is basically, you know, playing wide receiver half of the time for checkdowns, or you know, trying to just um, just be sneaky? I mean, that that's all I see McKinnon as. He's a very sneaky player. You know, you don't so, expect him to go for these explosive runs, but he he'll find a way through through those little holes and pockets. So. um I don't know, man. I still think Latavius Murray is the back to own in Minnesota. You know, I see, I see McKinnon. You know, dropping the next couple weeks. There's no way he can maintain that performance. I mean, that's just you. You, you can disagree with me all you want. You know, I probably don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm probably gonna end up last place again. But uh, we'll we'll just see what
2: happens. Yeah. So let, so let me ask you this: Why is Murray? on your bench currently <laughs> start him. start him against me
1: that's right. a real good question i mean i've really been considering putting him uh in the flex i got uh right now i got mark ingram as my rb two, and uh i'm feeling pretty confident about that i mean you know you can say whatever you want about akamara I'll I'll keep my judgments about uh, rookies, you know, until they've proven themselves. I mean, two games in a row having the spotlight on you—I I don't think that's enough to really make up your mind about who's the lead back in New Orleans. So I'm gonna ride on Ingram. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let Latavius Murray take a week off and show me, you know, what he can do. But I'm still optimistic about uh, that whole situation. You know, I, I gotta be at this point.
0: I mean, you're invested. you know, got a no money it out. left. <laughs> you got to write it um, out. All right, guys. So now on that note, let's, uh, let's switch it over to this week's waiver wire. Uh, who are the, some of the guys you like, you know, with the uh, bye week still going on, with more injuries happening? What are the names that you think people should be targeting
1: out there? Well, definitely at the top of the list, Adrian Peterson. You know, we know people are going to be – dumping their entire budgets on him if they can. I mean, he's he's basically got the starting spot locked in, you know, with the Cardinals. It's just uh it's yet to be seen what he's going to do with it. You know, it could uh he could just end up doing what CJ's been doing. I mean, that's that's honestly my expectation. But you never know with AP. I mean, he's he's the kind of back that uh the moment you start doubting, you know, his abilities, he'll remind you, you know, why he got that 2000 yard season, you know?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Also. Yeah. If Aaron Jones is still out there on your waiver wire, that's someone you want to pick up. Uh, I know you're against Derek McKinnon, uh, but I think that's somebody who should also be owned. Um, Just because Latavius Murray didn't look that good last game. Um, His, is ankle's still right, kind right, of a right. concern? No, 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 I'm gonna on that
1: one. You know, because <laughs> very close attention to that game, and I think it was a lot about the situation that they were in. You know, it was it was less about Latavius Murray's ability. I, I was actually pretty impressed anytime I saw him run. He had a lot of power. Anytime he would uh, run into those groups, you know, he, he just. He, he, he needs, you know, as long as McKinnon's breathing down his neck is the change of pace back, you know, anytime there's these positions, it, it's like anytime Latavius Murray's on the field, they know he's going to get the rock most of the time, you know, they're just watching him and it's, he's got a big target on his back. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem when you don't commit to one running back and you got this committee situation. So yeah. McKinnon's going to produce as long as there's this other running back as a decoy. You know, where they expect that guy to get the ball most of the time. And then when they see McKinnon on the field, they expect a pass play. So I don't really – I don't see McKinnon as the main guy, you know, even even if he is outperforming. I think uh, the only way he can really produce that way is with someone else, you know, holding down that main job.
0: So I think there's a few options at running back. You got uh, Aaron Jones if he's still out there. you can either go Derek McKinnon if you're against if you agree with Hansel, then maybe you want to stay away with him. maybe Latavius Murray's on your on your waiver wire. I doubt it. maybe somebody drops him after his, this last season. they give up on him. I mean this last game. Uh, there's guys like Elijah McGuire, uh, Matt Breida, especially the way they're going with and the 49ers are going now. they're apparently Shanahan wants to play the hot hand. And uh, Carlos Hyde barely got any any uh, touches, or someone like Marlon Mack. But let's talk a bit about the uh, the other positions like wide receiver, quarterback, that are a little bit not as clear on who you should go to go with. For quarterback, for example, your probably your top three options are Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum,
2: and Brian Hoyer. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I, I like I Brissett. I mean, he has the uh, well, well, if we're talking about bye weeks, uh, we got uh Tyrod Taylor, Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson on bye. Uh, so I mean, Jacoby Brissett, at least for this week, I mean, he's going against the Titans. Right. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a matchup he can he can take advantage of. Yeah. Uh... Someone
1: else that uh, even though you know this was his debut week, and he didn't really perform at the level you know that you would think is startable in fantasy football. I just want to say I was impressed with Trubisky. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, he didn't score that many fantasy points, but for a rookie in his first game, I liked the way he played. I liked, uh, you know, the the Bears, they were feeling very tricky on a lot of plays. They, they were pulling a lot of uh, things out of the box. I, I expect over the next couple games, you know, a real uptick in Trubisky's... Uh, performance i think he's really gonna he's really gonna grow into his role and uh you know be another really good game manager i i was impressed when I, when I saw him playing
0: uh how about at wide receiver we have some guys like uh nelson aguilar had a pretty good game this last week we did mention Wentz having a good game um is that something you can trust going forward
2: I don't know. It, it looked like Wentz was spreading the ball around. And uh, and I, like, I, like I said, the first four weeks, Alshon Jeffrey had some tough uh, matchups. And the schedule is starting to clear up, at least for, for Alshon Jeffrey. So maybe he, he'll be able to get open and get more targets. And, and so that'll take targets away from Torrey Smith and, and Aguilar. But when, Wentz is spreading the ball really well. It's sometimes, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping the offense goes more towards Jeffrey, but it can just be... You know, any given week, it could be any of those receivers' uh, Receivers week. Yeah. Uh,
0: another guy I like is
2: uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, for some reason,
0: Sammy Watkins just isn't getting used uh, in these games by the Rams. And uh, Goff just keeps looking for Cooper Cup. On that last play, he was targeting. Uh, I think he went to Cooper Cup twice, uh, back-to-back plays. Uh, there was a ball that was in Cooper Cup's hands <laughs> and could have won them the game, but he didn't catch the ball he just couldn't hang on <laughs> but I think that's a, a guy who you can get like wide receiver three flex value from uh, just because of the volume that he gets when Todd Gurley can't get going then you'd see a dip in the offense but uh, uh, yeah uh, golf wasn't having that great of a time this past game and I think that has to do from Todd Gurley's inability to run uh, when, this, when they break down Todd Gurley then the entire offense breaks down so on Todd Gurley's good games, I think Cooper Cup could get some pretty good production. That's the way I
2: see it. Are you trying to raise his value so you could trade him?
0: <laughs> I'm just <laughs> no. I'm just, that's just what I see. I mean, I think I'd be better off trading Sammy Watkins.
2: Well, one part you know, I do like uh, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, I think he had five catches for 116 yards mm-hmm. uh, against uh, Indianapolis. And he has a pretty good matchups coming up. Uh next week he play or this upcoming week he plays the uh, Redskins, who don't have uh Josh Norman. And after that they go to de- uh, they play against Dallas, Philly, and Arizona, which are all are all pretty like really nice matchups for receivers. So he, he could be a really good pickup on the on the waiver wire. I'm sure I'm sure he's on the waiver wire on most of the uh on most leagues. Yeah. And uh another
0: position that took a bit of a hit this week was tight end. We lost a few more tight ends, and that's already a very slim – from very slim pickings, we have even less to choose from. Uh, So what do you guys think? Uh, I like the performance from Ed Dixon, especially with Greg Olson. It looks like he's taking up some of the targets. Uh, I think he'd be a pretty good streaming option uh, against the Eagles.
1: Yeah, Yeah, um, I don't know. I had Ed Dixon on my team. I mean, he's – He he finally did, uh, you know, what people expected him to do, filling in in that Greg Olson role. But um, I just don't see it as being something here to stay. I think that was just a one-off. I mean, I know, you know, the Panthers are in a tough situation. And, you know, they got all those plays where they used to feed Greg Olson that they got to to either come up with a new plan or just – you know have ed dixon perform at the same level i just don't see him being as the same kind of athlete as greg olson not at the same level i mean he's been around the league for a while he's never really blown up i don't think now is the time for him to really you know to 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 show us any different than what he's been doing but uh someone i didn't hear you mention back when you were talking about wide receivers who i actually do want to uh plug is uh, my boy Mike Wallace (laughs) second week in a row I mean this guy had 133 yards on three catches so he is obviously the deep threat in Baltimore he is going to uh, I don't know a slow start this season but I think you know if he's on your waiver wire I think you should definitely put in a bid for him or you know just do what you gotta do to at least have him on your bench, because if uh, the past two games are any indicator, you know if if this kind of performance is here to stay,
2: Mike Wallace seems like the guy to own in Baltimore.
0: That's a good one.
1: Yeah.
2: So, Hansel, are you are you telling me that I should pick him up to block you? <laughs>
1: I'm saying you can do whatever you want, to
2: We're talking about waiver wires,
1: and I'm a man with no budget, so <laughs> I don't have to take it from me.
2: So I could put $1 on, my, uh, on Wallace and it. Yeah, and you'll win. It's <laughs> better than my $0, so go ahead. Actually, I could put $0 and still win since I'm ninth. Uh, <laughs> I'm in ninth place. I have a higher priority.
0: <laughs> uh, another, A few more things. Uh, George Kittle. I wouldn't fall for
2: that performance this last know, week. I was reading some good things about him uh, like the first couple weeks, and when I was looking for a tie end, I was actually thinking about George Kittle before I – I uh I picked up uh, Evan Ingram. Okay. He's Supposed to be an athlete. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess you know he's he's a rookie, right? Yeah. Um, and so with rookie tight ends, they I mean they always say that you know they always have the hardest time adjusting in the NFL level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, if well, you have space on the bench, it doesn't hurt to pick him up. But
0: okay, sounds like Tech is high on him. Um, but if if somebody like an Austin and Jenkins is still out there. Oh, yeah. that's a good way to go um a hunter henry actually it looks like they're finally starting to use him consistently so that's actually he was scooped up by hansel and that's a that's a good guy to have so I yeah i needed hard. to
1: fill in for uh jimmy graham who's uh on a bye week but i don't know man i mean i'm i'm skeptical you know he's sharing with uh, antonio gates who uh I don't know that tight end position, man, even on the year of retirement, you know, they're still producing, you know, look at, look at Tony Gonzalez. I mean, that's just the kind of position where you see these guys go really late, you know, into their careers and still produce at a really, really high level. You know, tight end is not something that's very forgiving for rookies, but as far as like a seasoned veteran, you're pretty much locked in if you're at that position.
0: Yeah, that's true. And now I wanted to jump over to uh, kind of focus on our league a bit. We're getting close to the hour mark, so we're going to speed through our uh, week six league projections. So this is a segment where we kind of go through the matchups in our league and we pick out next factor and who we think is going to drive the win home for this person. So you guys ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, first off, we got the Fornicators versus
1: Dax Street Boys. Who do you guys like there? Wow, what a close matchup. I think um, I'm going to choose the Fornicators on that one. And for the X Factor, I'm going to pick Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's going against Cleveland, which I don't see being much of you know a, a matchup there. I think he's going to. Pretty much do what you expect him to do after the past couple games. He's just going to throw as many touchdowns as he can, You know, probably get a bunch of good rushing yards. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough week for the Dax Street boys over there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick the uh, Fornicators also. I think uh, Fournette is going to be the X Factor. Uh, he gets to match up against the Rams, who have been get, giving up uh, 4.5 yards per carry to the running back position. And I think they're they're ranked dead last, and then like they're they're the best matchup for running backs in in terms of fantasy. All right, I like right he here, have another good uh, he'll have another good week.
0: That's good, and that bodes well for us fornicators. I mean, for us Fournette owners and Deshaun Watson owners. All right, next up, we got hooked on the Feeling versus the shitty
1: bunch. You know, really, the the names of the teams say it right there. I mean, like, who's got confidence, who doesn't? You know, you name your team, the shitty bunch. You got your QB spot all empty. Like, come on, man, what what what's going on? You know, you got you got Alex Smith. Why why aren't you starting him? I mean, like, thirty two points wasn't good enough for you last game. You know, you expect uh, Pittsburgh to be your downfall? I don't know. I, I'm giving it to Hooked on a Feeling. I'm saying the X Factor is Drew Brees. I think he's going to come off this bye week, go against Detroit, and just show off. Really, I mean, you know, he's uh, he's always been, you know, just a real dominant quarterback. And this season, he's been performing at pretty much the bare minimum where you would expect him to perform. So I, I expect a big week from him this
2: week. Mhm. Sounds about right. I'm also going to give it to uh, Hooked on a I X-factor is going to be Marshawn Lynch. Okay. Uh, and the Raiders got E.J. Manuel, so they have to do something to help him out. And I think they're going to pound the ball with Marshall with Lynch. And Chargers similar argument to uh, um, for for Fournette. Uh, Chargers are allowing 161 yards per uh, per game rushing, and they're allowing five yards uh, per carry. And I think the Giants were able to run... They were able to rush with the six yards per carry against the Chargers. So, I see Marshawn Lynch doing pretty well, well yeah. uh, this, this be weekend nice. being the X Factor.
0: It'd be nice to see Marshawn Lynch get a couple of pretty good games under his belt in a row. Consecutive good games. He had a couple of bad games just before this last week. Alright, next up we got Los Fuertes versus the shittiest bunch.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean you know... Uh... If you're going off projections and last week's performance, you know I don't, I don't really expect to have much of a hard time this week. Uh, I, I give it to you know those fuertes easy, and as far as the X factor, Aaron Rodgers for sure. Mm-hmm. You know he's going against Minnesota. I think uh, after coming off that last game, you know with the with the minute and a half comeback. I think they're feeling real confident, you know. I think he's just gonna air it out, you know, and just feed, uh, feed, Jordy hopefully Nelson. Cobb and not Jordy Nelson. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: He has to be down early though, so he can have one of those magical comebacks
1: again. Absolutely, he needs to be down by like three or four touchdowns, <laughs> and then he's gonna score seven. So in the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah.
0: How about you, Tech?
2: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this to myself, the shittiest <laughs> bunch. <laughs> I think the X-Factors are going to be Ashon and, and DeMarco Murray. I think this is the week they both bounce back. They both got good matchups. Ashon Jeffrey don't have to worry about the shutdown corner. And then uh, DeMarco Murray, he has the uh, the Colts Monday night. So I think they'll both come out on top, be the X-Factors on primetime. All right. There's confidence in each of you.
0: That's good. Let's move on to Dude, Where's My Car versus Crispy Kareem.
1: Got to give you to Alex this week. Dude, Where's My Car? I mean, he's just – he's been dominating week after week. Like, honestly, I have no idea how Pablo managed to pull off that upset mm-hmm. this week against them. It, it really – it wasn't his win as much as it was Alex's loss. <laughs> you know, to have – Levy on Bell and Todd Gurley both perform at such a low level. It's just that that that's that's a fluke. You know, he's got so many just studs on that team that, like, honestly, if there's just one other person in this league that I could trade teams with, it would be him. You know, I know Todd Brady's dealing with an injury, but if I had to pick an X Factor, I'm going to pick Levy on Bell. You know, th- th- Roethlisberger isn't feeling super confident in his throwing abilities. I expect him to just feed his running back, you know, let his O-line, do, you know, just be a team player and not try to carry the team on his back. So expect a lot more running from Pittsburgh this
2: week. Okay. Entire. And I also give it to Alex, due towards my car. Um, X-Factors, uh, Todd Gurley, I think he's going to bounce back. they uh, going against uh, the Jaguars and – um well, one thing one thing that I'm sure the uh, the Rams learned from watching the Steelers is you gotta feed your running back. Yeah, Jaguars are giving up 5.4 yards per carry, and for some reason the Steelers instead of going with Bell gave him about what 12 to 14 carries, and then try to throw it with Big Ben and got picked off five times. So I think uh, I think the Rams will try to pound it with Todd Gurley, and he'll have a bounce back week.
0: Yeah, I like Gurley also for that reason. I'm pretty sure they learned from the Steelers how to do it. <laughs> and last but not least, Los Hijos de Tuta versus Smoking That A.J. Green.
1: Yeah, I got to go with uh, Smoking That A.J. Green on that one. I mean, Los Hijos de Tuta, they got so much <laughs> going against them so right now. So many bad beats. I mean, with Del Beckham
2: Poor going guy. down.
1: Still in his starting lineup, by the way. <laughs> Still projected .385 points according to Yahoo which <laughs> I don't really understand those algorithms but uh, it's, it's been a tough year for him as far as injuries it's I mean rough. this guy's had Greg Olson go down, Jordan Reed go down you know Odell Beckham now I mean he's just he's really in a tough situation so it's gonna it's, be an easy win looking that AJ Green this week it's been pretty
0: rough yeah
2: yeah, I'm going with uh, Smoking the Agent Green for the same exact reason. There's too many injuries to, uh, to overcome. I think the X-Factor is going to be the injury bug.
0: It's been a hard season for mm-hmm. Los Hijos de Duta. <laughs> Best of luck to you, Juan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that wraps that up, and it leads us into everyone's favorite segment. At least it's mine. The smack talk face-off. I still don't have the right imaging for it, but I will eventually. But I can play this arcade style music behind you And start you off. All right, who wants to lead us off?
2: I'll go first then. All right, Sorry, this is where my streak starts. Starts with you. Hey, Hansel, you heard it here first on I Hate I Hate Fantasy Football Two podcast. Brown isn't Antonio's last name; it's a euphemism for the poop performance he's gonna he's gonna put up this week. All right. Ron, Randall Cobb, who you treat as a, a receiver too, is actually the sixth best receiver on the Packers. Behind <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Martellus Bennett, and yes, I did mean I did mean Aaron Rodgers. All right. And Aaron Jones, you're gonna run all over that Minnesota defense, right? Just like he's gonna run all over your your team. And you probably picked up Minnesota defense because you needed something purple to hold while you wait for the purple trophy to come home. Ooh. All right. And I, and I know, I know you're gonna say that you're gonna beat me, you're gonna my ass this week, and and that you're gonna cause me to to drop my whole team. But this week, once I'm done with you, I know you're gonna want you're gonna rethink your life. And you're going to want to check into rehab, just like oh. your little buddy Josh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go with the
1: Josh Gordon dick, didn't
0: you? <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I hope you're ready.
1: All right, so uh, I know you must be feeling pretty good after seeing me take a couple tough losses against, you know, the guy in last place in our league and a loss against alvaro and another loss against alex but those are flukes those are all flukes uh, I, I really should be undefeated right now i mean i got the best team expect aaron Rodgers to do what he does best you know expect him to get five or six touchdowns i mean he's going against minnesota he's got something to prove antonio brown I mean it doesn't matter who's throwing to him, Big Ben confidence or no confidence, he's gonna pick the stud feed on that team. Randall Cobb, expect double touchdown points, you know. I get I get seven from Rogers, I get seven from Cobb. As long as I get, you know, one touchdown to Cobb, I mean, let that's that's gonna hurt you. I got Jarvis Landry going against Atlanta. You know, you know Atlanta's gonna want to just stack it up as far as points, but Landry's the main guy on the Dolphins. He's he's gonna get fed. He's gonna get his. Lamar Miller. Talk about the biggest sleeper in this league, man. The most underrated player. This guy, he's he's gonna he's gonna show off. He, he's gonna come back. He's gonna have another week four. He's gonna drop over twenty points, guaranteed. Hunter Henry, the sneaky tight end pick. I mean, expect them to really, really go off this week against Oakland. You know, you're, you're Amari Coopers. They're not going to save you. You're Jordy Nelsons, They're going to do nothing for you. It's just going to be nothing but touchdowns raining down all around you. And you're just going to be wondering, like, what the hell am I going to do for the rest of this year? Prepare for the dildo tech. It's coming for you. <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> all right guys well i see you're amped up for your matches this week or for your matchup this week Gonna um, be a good one for sure i just want to remind everyone out there uh you can contact us at i hate fantasy football 2 that's t-o-o at gmail.com uh you can now follow the podcast on itunes you can follow us on podbean i'm working on some other platforms Uh, You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. We have a page there. So follow us. Get back to us. Uh, We'd love your feedback. Uh, If you want to be on the show, we'd love to have you. want to have outside people from outside our league. You know, and any feedback is welcome. If you hate us, if you can't stand our voices, please let us know. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Good luck to everyone out there in your matchups, week six matchups, getting almost basically to the middle of the season. Uh, I think every win from here on out is very important. So best of luck to you all. Uh, Guys, thanks for being on and good luck to you as well. Thanks for having us. Of course, anytime. Anything
2: you guys want to say before we sign off? Well, which is good luck. Good luck to both of you, and Hansel. Hopefully, our matchup comes down to the wire. Monday Night Football. Marco Murray. Let's see if it's another uh, type, type matchup.
1: Yeah. And since I haven't heard it uh, at all this year, I just want to throw down a, a fuck Dixie. I'll see you Week <laughs> Nine. You're going down.
0: <laughs> good night to you all.